Thanks, Damien. Good morning. My name is Jody Enns, and I serve here as our children's pastor at Attridge. And it's my privilege to be with you this morning and to bring you the word as we continue our kingdom series in Matthew. What comes to your mind when you hear the word calling? You might think of this word as a heavy word. It might feel loaded or that it has a lot of meaning to it. It might feel confusing or maybe you feel like it doesn't pertain to you. You might think of calling in regards to someone being called to missions or someone being called to pastoral ministry or to some other specific vocation. I think we often inflate the idea of calling. We think of it towards aspirational ventures. And while this may be true for some, and this does happen, when we only think of calling in these ways, then I think the term can be lost on so many of us. Because the reality is that we are all called. You are called. And in order for each of us to fulfill this calling, it would help if we demystified this term. As we look at calling and how we are called, I would define it in this way. That calling is an invitation to follow Jesus in alignment with who God created us to be. It may seem less glamorous, but this is looking through the lens of our everyday, how we can each respond to this calling for God in our, that God gives us in our lives. And by living into this calling, it may end up leading to aspirational heights. It may lead us towards directional goals. But it's what Jesus puts right in front of us every single day that we can respond to. When I think of this in light of my own life, I think of calling, and I've felt calling, more through small invitations. It's been through the nudges that God has placed in my life. I haven't felt like I've had a clear, definitive moment or a burning bush moment where God speaks to me through fire like he did with Moses. It hasn't been that drastic. But instead, it's felt like the small nudges, the invitations, specifically to follow Jesus and who he has created me to be. This morning, as we look at calling, I want us to look at Matthew's experience of being called in chapter 9. You can read along in your Bibles at home if you'd like, or it'll also be on the screen. So we're going to read Matthew chapter 9, verses 9 to 13. And it says, As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Matthew got up and followed him. Later, Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. But when, Matthew, when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with such scum? When Jesus heard this, he said, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. Then he added, now go and learn the meaning of the scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For I've come to call not on those who think they are righteous, but those who know that they are sinners. So Matthew's writing this, his own account in this book, his own experience of being called by being invited by Jesus to follow him and live into who God has invited and created him to be. Now what might have been the, ex the significance of this experience for Matthew? 
Now, when we look at Matthew, we can see him as, as both an outsider and an insider. He was an insider because he was a Jew. So he was a part of God's chosen people. So he was included within this community. But he was also cast out and as seen as an outsider because he was a tax collector. So he was associated and he belonged to this group of people who were consistently exploiting and cheating their own people as they collected taxes for Rome above and beyond what they needed to in order to make their own profits. So Matthew's invitation, his calling, was an incredible invitation. Jesus was inviting him to move away from this life of corruption towards a renewed path. He was being redeemed into a new purpose. Jesus then eats with Matthew and his followers and Matthew and his friends. And by eating with him, he was ascribing worth. So Jesus was saying that you all belong with me. I see you as equal to me. I see you as one with me. And this idea of sharing a meal would have been a very intimate experience for Matthew and his friends with Jesus. So we see how Matthew responded to that calling. And on the flip side, within this passage, we see in contrast the Pharisees and how they actually fail to live up to this sense of calling. Their reaction reveals the scandalous nature of how Jesus reacted. They were appalled, and they thought that they questioned why Jesus was eating with such scum. And Jesus is criticized, or criticizes the Pharisees for their hollow faith. They have showy acts of seemingly righteous actions, but it's hollow. The Pharisees criticize Jesus. They think that he's being reckless towards sin. He's forgiving Matthew and the other tax collectors with no sign of sacrifice. He's forgiving them with no sign of repentance, and he's eating with them rather than fasting. So in this passage, Jesus is criticizing them, where it's actually the Pharisees that are missing the point of what they've been called to. Damien read us that text in Hosea chapter 6, and Jesus refers to this text in this passage. And uh, it says in Hosea, the prophet is speaking out to the Israelites. He's speaking out to the people of God and saying, come back to me. He's saying, come back to the Lord. Their actions were hollow. It says, I want you to show love, not offer sacrifices. I want you to know me more than I want burnt offerings. So Jesus compares the Pharisees to these same fake acts in the same way that the Israelites had showy signs of sacrifices without transformed hearts. The Pharisees are following these religious rules and observing this, these Jewish laws without a transformed and changed heart of their own. So they failed to fulfill this call that Jesus has placed before them. So we see the contrast. We see Matthew, obedient, stepping forward, fulfilling this call, and we see the Pharisees do not. And they're failing to live up to this call. Looking at our definition of calling again, I'd say it's an invitation to follow Jesus in alignment with who God created you to be. Now, most people, they grow up hearing, you can do anything you want to do. You can be anyone that you want to be and just dream and aspire. And while most kids had this inflated sense of confidence and they were told to go out and go after their dreams, this was squashed in our childhood and in my childhood. <laughs> Me and my sisters, we were told repeatedly 
Our dad didn't want us to think this was true. And so he argued, no, Jody, you can't do anything you set your mind to, and nor should you. But you can do what God has created you to do and who God has created you to be. And while this may seem harsh and it may seem extreme, my dad knew that we would be doing a disservice to God's calling for us if we tried to live outside of who God made us to be and who we were hardwired to be. So in my life, I have felt called through small invitations, invitations to live into this identity of who God has made me to be, and that's where I've felt my strongest sense, senses of calling. And I've offered a few examples here of how I have felt that I've stepped into obedience and moved forward towards this calling based on the gifts and the things that God has set on my heart. So these are some of the nudges that I've responded to. So one, I feel passionate about collecting information and exploring new things and then communicating it to others. I love doing it in an adult context, but I especially love how I get to use these gifts in children's ministries. How I get to take information and distill it into its simplest form so that kids can understand it without sacrificing truth and also doing it in an engaging way. I felt the invitation to use my gifts of creativity. I love being creative and to acknowledge that beauty is both necessary and purposeful and that it's not extraneous. I felt Jesus' invitation in my life to appreciate systems, structures, big picture thinking, healthy boundaries. I have felt that Jesus has invited me to lead, to lead humbly, and to step into whatever challenges that he has set before me. So these are just a few examples of how I have felt those nudges and how I have felt God has invited me to step forward, follow Jesus, but do it in alignment with who I created you to be, Jody. John Mark Comer, in his book, he writes in Garden City, and he speaks to the weaving together of both the secular and the divine, that they're not separate entities, but they're supposed to be one, and sees it holistically. He talks about calling in this way. He says that our calling comes from the intersection of what we love and what the world needs. I love that. It's just, I'll say it again, the intersection of what we love and what the world needs, and that's our fulfilled sense of calling. So I would ask you to ask yourself, are you doing what you love, and is it what the world needs? The wrestling of what it means to be called brings me back to some of my final years of high school. I remember that stage of my life just desiring clear direction. I wanted the burning bush. I wanted God to tell me what I'm supposed to do. And many of you might have felt that as well. Or maybe you're feeling that now. Maybe you are at the end of your high school experience, or maybe you're anticipating a career change, or maybe you're entering into retirement and you're wondering, what is next for me outside of this vocation? And it's important to note that our calling is not limited to what's on our business cards. While it can pertain to our work, Jesus calls us to follow him in every facet of our life. So how are you volunteering? How do you react and interact with your friends and family? How are you raising your kids? and all the other moments in between. It's not so much about what we do, but how we're doing it, that we align with our gifts and we follow Jesus. When we're not living into how God has made us to be, we can feel it. So the same author, Comer, he explains the opposite of a fulfilled calling in this way. He says, but burnout isn't always the result of giving too much, 
sometimes it's the result of trying to give something you don't have to give in the first place. When we are misaligned in our calling, we can feel it. It feels draining, and we can maybe burn out. So individually, we have been called to this invitation to follow Jesus in alignment with who God has called us and created us to be. But that's not the end of our calling. That's just one piece of it. So that's our individual calling, but we fit within a bigger picture. In those moments, like I mentioned before, end of high school or this idea of what's next, I remember grasping for comfort and grasping for some sense of direction. I remember reading verses such as Romans 12:2, which says, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Or I'd read Jeremiah 29, 11, which says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. And while these verses are comforting, they're not intended for us as individuals. And when we read them in this way, I believe that it's limiting our impact, the impact of these verses. Because these verses are speaking to a bigger picture. They're not speaking to the individual, but they're speaking to our corporate identity and calling. So in, Jer in Jeremiah, he's speaking to God's promise of deliverance to the people of Israel who are in exile. And in Romans, Paul is speaking to the Jews and the Gentiles towards their common and renewed purpose together. It's a corporate calling. And in Matthew, we read about a similar corporate call. In Matthew 9, verses 35 to 38, we read again, and you'll be able to read on the screen or in your own Bible. And it says, Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into the field. So Jesus is calling out workers to the harvest. He's calling the corporate calling this time directed towards the lost sheep of Israel. So collectively, this is an invitation for us together to follow Jesus in alignment with who God has created each of us to be. Christopher Wright, in his book, The Mission of God's People, he summarizes this corporate calling in this helpful way. He, said, he says, it's not so much that God has a mission for his church in the world, but that God has a church for his mission in the world. And I think this highlights the importance of each of us fulfilling this calling so that we can be the church on mission. So as we conclude this morning, I'd ask, what are we hearing? How can we understand our kingdom calling? I want us just to imagine for a moment what it must have felt like for Matthew. For Matthew being called and invited to follow him by Jesus I can only imagine the sense of shame that Matthew felt. Here's Matthew being called out by Jesus to come and lead amongst the disciples and the Jewish people, the very same people that he exploited and cheated. I can't imagine that shame. Or maybe that feeling of inadequacy, like, Jesus, why are you calling me? Am I enough? Can I do this? That, that questioning that Matthew must have felt. And I'm sure we can relate. Matthew 
also, or in, in this invitation, Jesus cuts through all of this. So the shame, the inadequacy, the fear, the doubt, Jesus just says, focus on me, I'm calling you. And I think he does that for each one of us. Matthew shows us how he also values this own calling experience by including it in his gospel. In this gospel that he writes, he's showing us just this small window into what his calling looked like. In the midst of this whole greater story, Matthew includes his own account of what it looked like to be called. And Matthew, he doesn't inflate his sense of calling, but he places it in the midst of God's greater story. He places it in the context of a greater gospel story, but he still sees his part in it, that in his obedience to follow, he's a part of that corporate calling. If you hear nothing else this morning, I want you to hear this. I want you to hear that you are called, that Jesus invites you to follow him in alignment with who God created you to be. I pray this morning that you've been paying attention to how the Spirit has been prompting you. Maybe you felt a nudge, a sense of God just inviting you to follow him in a new way today. I pray that we would be paying attention to the Spirit and that together as we each fulfill this individual calling and invitation that Jesus has for us, that we would accomplish and fulfill our mission as the church and as God's people. Would you just join me in prayer? God, I thank you for this invitation that you extend to each one of us. And God, I pray that we would respond. I pray that we would just step out in faith and choose to follow you and do it in a way that aligns with our gifts. And that as we take one step in front of the other, that God, that you would give us that sense of direction that as we choose to follow you, as we are called to follow you, Jesus, that you would give us direction and give us a sense of what that purpose looks like. Jesus, we thank you for how each one of our individual calls contributes to this corporate calling, contributes to your greater purpose and mission for the world. Jesus, we just thank you for your word this morning and this example of Matthew's account and how we can each see ourselves in it. And Jesus, I pray that you would just wash away the senses of shame, inadequacy, or feeling lesser than God. I pray, Jesus, that you would just invite each one of us to take a step into following you more today. We love you, God. Amen.